Hello, and welcome to The Next Year in Payments, a podcast series brought to you by Linklaters. Today, we are focusing on changes to the payments market in Europe, and more particular, in Belgium. New technologies offer opportunities for the payment services industry. Traditional players, such as banks and large financial institutions, and new players, such as fintechs, are trying to meet new customer needs. Belgium used to be lagging behind, but is quickly catching up with the so-called digital payment revolution. We have seen banking payment apps gain strongly in popularity in Belgium, with a 24% increase in the number of people using them over the past one and a half years. Reportedly, today, nearly 7 out of 10 smartphone users has downloaded at least one application. Such innovation is fueled by the entry into force of PZ2, which sets a new European framework for all payment service providers. The two key motives behind PZ2 are increased competition and therefore greater customer choice, which is facilitated by the introduction of third-party payment service providers. These developments have undoubtedly a huge impact on the Belgian payment services industry, as well as on Belgian regulators. I'm Donald Krols and I'm joined here today by Etienne Dessy and Jelen Drasquin to discuss developments in the Belgian payment services industry for the year to come and beyond. Thank you, Donald. In addition to the well-known payment services regulated by the previous EU Payment Services Directive, PSD2 introduces two completely new payment services, Payment Initiation Service and Account Information Service. Payment initiation allows a consumer to initiate a payment transaction with a payment service provider other than the bank holding its payment account. The regulation of payment initiation guarantees the payment services user a sufficient level of security, confidentiality and data protection. In contrast, account information service providers retrieve and consolidate information on payment accounts held by their customers with financial institutions. Under PSD2, financial institutions are required to allow such service providers to have access to information on payment accounts. And Jelen, how does the Belgian payment service industry react to such changes to the legal landscape? Along with the thriving fintech startup scene, we've seen major Belgian financial institutions and financial market infrastructures invest quite heavily in innovation. There are three major types of market players in the payment industry today. And as Linklaters, we have had the privilege to work for all three. You have startups and challenger banks, which try to gain more market share and which offer a broad number of services. Belgian startups and challenger banks aim to use the new possibilities offered by PSD2 to revolutionize payments. At the core of the business model of many of such new players is data collection. This business model requires a good regulatory response. This is where GDPR comes in, and in particular for fintech companies, the e-privacy regulation. On the other hand, you have the established institutions, which are investing heavily to keep up with the digital revolution. The launch of the banking app Payconic is an example of this. This is a prominent banking app which allows users to make payments with their phone by scanning QR codes and which is owned by a number of Belgian banks. Right now, I think it's fair to say that movements in the payments landscape still take place gradually. It remains to be seen whether other disruptors, like Facebook or Google, will enter the market and bring about drastic change. In the field of payments, open APIs are definitely the most important technological innovation. Perhaps Etienne can tell us a bit more about that. Certainly. The, the, the creation of open banking APIs allows 
third-party providers to provide services which integrate with the payment accounts held by other institutions. Under PSD2, it is mandatory for payment account providers, such as banks. Open APIs are compliant with a specific ISO standard, and this standard is recognized and compatible with banks universally. In view of the implementation deadline of PSD2, which was 14 September 2019, financial institutions should have had necessary APIs in place by March this year and in production mode by June earlier this year. What we hear from regulators is that the APIs which are available up to now are not yet entirely up to standard. While nearly all banks have established sandbox environments, the integration of third-party companies with bank APIs requires further progress. We expect increased regulatory attention to APIs in the year to come to ensure interoperability and compliance by established payment institutions with PSD2. Another legal innovation which may cause Im implementation issues are the new requirements for authenticating online payments introduced by PSD2, known as strong customer authentication. Yes, that, that's definitely right. SCA is extremely important, which is why we have devoted a dedicated podcast to this topic. Strong customer authentication aims to increase the security of payments and reduce the risk of fraud. Following an EBA opinion on the elements of strong customer authentication under PSD2, the National Bank of Belgium announced that it will postpone enforcement to allow coordination among industry stakeholders. While payment service providers not complying with the SCA requirements after 14 September 2019 are strictly speaking in breach of the law, they benefit from this regulatory forbearance provided that they follow a migration plan which is yet to be published by the NBB. The ABA has set the final deadline for full compliance to 31st of December 2020. It is my understanding that Belgian regulators generally try to encourage innovation in the financial sector. That's correct. Generally, both the NBB and the FSMA are open to innovation in the financial sector and certain dedicated operational teams have been reinforced with tech-savvy profiles. The NBB and the FSMA have created a common dedicated contact point for fintech. Fintechs are welcome to contact the regulators through this medium and the regulators have committed to answer their queries within three business days. This can be seen as a kind of soundbox instead of the sandbox like you have in the UK. The absence of a sandbox is compensated by the fact that the NBB applies a principle of proportionality to institutions operating on a limited scale, which means less strict authorization and reporting requirements. The idea is to allow startups and small institutions to enter the market relatively quickly, thereby fostering both innovation and competition. Regulators also accept to organize informal intake meetings with fintechs to discuss their project. Licensed applications, meetings and contacts can be held in English, in French or in Dutch, which generally facilitates the dialogue with foreign entrepreneurs and fintechs. And Yellen, do you see any impact of Brexit in this regard? Well, I think the, the payments sector is, in addition to insurance, Probably the sector where Brussels has been able to collect most Brexit trophies. Companies like Prepay, Transferwise, Worldremit, Ebery of course, as well as MoneyGram. Belgium has invested quite heavily in this. A specific application procedure has been established for authorized institutions that seek to relocate to Belgium in the context of Brexit. This procedure allows existing institutions to start from their original foreign application file and to adjust that document to the Belgium-specific legislation. 
such as AML. And do we have any visibility on the regulator's supervisory priority for the next year? As fintech companies gradually transition from startups into mid-market providers of financial services, we expect an increased degree of regulatory scrutiny in respect of the robustness of their organization, especially as regards their compliance and AML procedures. We expect these companies to invest in maturing internal processes to meet the increasing regulator's expectation as they continue to grow. In Belgium, both the National Bank of Belgium and the Ministry of Economy have taken on responsibility for implementing PSD2. All existing institutions have had to demonstrate compliance with the new requirements, including those on security of payments. Most of institutions have been reauthorized by the NBB, but some had to cease their activities. We hope you enjoyed this Linklater's podcast. Thank you for listening and goodbye.